0: Hello, thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Crash, Captain Roy's Rocket Radio Show, the UK podcast for the Culture Geek, Technology Nerd, and Creative Wizard. This is episode 347, recorded on Tuesday, the 8th of December, 2020, at 22.47.56. Hello again to another episode of Crash. Today we are talking about the Doctor Who story, The Android Invasion, first broadcast in 1975. But before we do that, let's ease ourselves in and just talk about the state of the revisit. The state of the revisit today is rushed. As you can tell, it's Tuesday, not Monday, so I am taping one day late That won't make any difference to the release date. I'll have to push myself a bit to do all the editing. It is still going to be tomorrow. And the reason I'm late, although I'll go into that in the next Geek Stuff episode on Friday, briefly, is eBay. I was after some retro gear and eBay is so time-consuming. This week's sense of déjà vu, which I seem to have for every Doctor Who story lately, is because I've recently, well, maybe a few years ago, rewatched this on the Horror Channel when they did a repeat run of many of the episodes. Okay, let's start off with some cast, crew, and production notes. By the way... Today, to keep myself from becoming too parched, due to all this solo talking, I have a tiny bit of mineral water in a bottle. I also have a guava-flavoured Rubicon, because I'm Indian-ish, and for us, Rubicon is a thing. And also, it's made round the corner. I bet you didn't know that. And so, on to finally the cast in production notes. This adventure is an adventure of the Fourth Doctor, played by Tom Baker. His companion is Sarah Jane Smith, played by Elizabeth Sladen. The director was Barry Letts. The writer, Terry Nation. The producer, Philip Hinchcliffe. This is story four of season 13, and follows the story Pyramids of Mars, which I covered in... Episode 345 of this pod. The Android Invasion consisted of four 25-minute episodes and was first broadcast from the 22nd of November to the 13th of December, 1975. As usual, let's start off with our On the Day in the UK segment, which I said last time that I was deprecating. But it's still here. I'm not sure why it's still here, because on that day, on the 22nd of November, 1975, absolutely, as usual, bugger-all happened in the UK. Maybe people did gardening and, I don't know, sewed the elbows of their cardigans. I don't know why I said cardigans. There's not really much else I can say though it was a couple of days after Spain's fascist dictator, General Franco, kicked it. Let's hear a very brief audio clip, and then I'll launch into telling you what happens in my own words. It's all very well, but what are these androids? Shh, I keep telling you, they're robots controlled by Stigron. The Enterprising Earth Girl! No! Don't move! The sensors indicated an intruder. I hardly expected to find it was you. No, I suppose you thought I was still a prisoner on your planet. I know the doctor managed to escape, but you must indeed have a charmed life. What are you getting at? You were to have been the first human victim of the billions to be destroyed by this virus. How did you escape death? Did you not drink the water? What? Sticker. Have betrayed me. Betrayed you! I used you, Crayford, as I used the androids. But you are no longer of any value. Excuse me. Hello again, I hope you enjoyed that clip, and let me tell you briefly what happens, because this isn't like one of those recap podcasts that tell you every single detail. This is, I was going to say better than that, let's say more concise, and less annoyingly boring, although one could say lax. (laughs) Okay, enough meta-ing, and let me tell you what happens. We first see a strangely robotic-looking army corporal making his way jerkily through the woods, marching through the woods in a very robotic and inhuman manner. The TARDIS lands in the same woods. It turns out to be miles from Unit HQ. Sara enjoys the freshness, which feels like that feeling you get just after a rain shower. But the Doctor remarks that the ground is oddly dry. The Doctor and Sara are then attacked by humanoids wearing what looks like hazmat suits, these white suits with spacey helmets and black visors. They shoot at our friends with guns that appear to be embedded into their index fingers. During the hot pursuit, Sara almost falls down a steep slope. They see the corporal making his way very rapidly towards the edge, and they shout warnings, but the corporal ignores their warnings and falls off the edge and is killed. When they follow him down, they discover a slightly bigger than human-sized black... Pod nearby. After a walk, Sara recognizes the village that they come across as Devesham, where she once visited when she was working on the story. The doctor makes for the local pub, which is empty, until the strangely docile locals are offloaded from a truck which arrives driven by the same white-suited humanoids. Sara and the Doctor hide, and witness the villagers come to life at the stroke of midday. The pair then split up. The Doctor heads for the Space Defence Station, where he thinks he'll be able to contact UNIT, and tells Sara to make her own way back to the TARDIS. And he gives her the TARDIS key. When he leaves, Sara is discovered hiding by the locals. Although she bluffs it out. And she's let go and gets back to the woods. In the woods, she investigates a pod, which is near the TARDIS. And the TARDIS itself disappears, stranding her. She is also attacked by a man inside the pod who she discovers is an android, but she escapes. At the Space Defence Station, the Doctor is arrested by Senior Defence Astronaut Guy Crayford. Shortly afterwards, Sarah arrives and frees the Doctor. The escape, however, is witnessed by a menacing alien face, hidden behind a panel. Sara tells the Doctor that Guy Crayford was lost in space a few years ago, and they managed to execute a dramatic escape from the Space Defence Centre, which includes a scene where the Doctor dives through a glass window. We find out that senior defence astronaut Guy Crayford was rescued from being stranded in space by the technologically advanced Kral species, and has been helping them with their plans to conquer the Earth. Eventually, Sara and the Doctor fall into the Kral's clutches. They discover that the village and its surroundings are an artificial environment on the Kral's dying home planet. A Sidon, in which to test their plans for an imminent invasion of the Earth. After a near poisoning with Stygron's test viral weapon, Stygron, by the way, is one of the Kraal scientists, Sara and the Doctor escape in Crayford's spaceship, which is a rocket, and we see it blasting off. The rocket is full of pods containing androids on its way to Earth as part of the preliminary invasion force. The Doctor and Sara secrete themselves inside empty pods, and they manage to reach Earth, a bit bashed about, but safely. The Doctor reaches the real space defence station, and has its equipment altered to jam the invasion forces transmitters the jamming signal incapacitates the android replacements thus stymieing the Kral's plans to conquer the earth the last episode ends with the doctor convincing Sara to let him take her home in the tardis yet again rather than she ordering a cab Whew! Okay, time for another sip. Ah, oh, Rubicon. I swear, it's cultural. And I'm not being paid by Rubicon to say that. Ah, oh, right, okay, where were we? Um, hmm. Let's move on to what I thought. By the way, there is quite a lot of traffic in the background. I think I've got to pick a different time to tape this show. It's incredibly annoying because... We are still supposed to be socially distant and all that, and yet the traffic at pub closing times is intense. Also, while I'm talking at yet another tangent, it is great news that the first vaccinations for coronavirus started rolling out today. I don't know when I'm going to have mine, but it's good to see that it's actually happening. Despite Boris Johnson's incredibly annoying metaphors and... Cliches that he talks in. What did he say? Oh, it's a shot in the arm. Well, how imaginative of you, Mr. Johnson. And what was the other one? Oh, I don't know. The man just annoys me. Tangent complete. Back to what I thought. There were several things clearly referenced in The Android Invasion. One of them was Westworld, the film from 1973, Uh, especially when those androids fall over and their masks fall off and the horrific reality of their robot innards is revealed. And also we have pods, yeah, the pod people from Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Then, although these references are so far ahead of the story that I can't really accuse the script of being derivative, because they happened years later, the Fleur de Lis pub in Devesham, which is full of robots, is right out of Edgar Wright's The World's End from 2013, which I have talked about in this pod a while back, can't remember the episode, There's also a touch of Predators from 2010, with that artificial environment which is created to test humans. And by the way, Predators, unsurprisingly, is yet another film that I've talked about on this pod. Moving on to That Gormless Stuffed Shirt Colonel Faraday who we haven't mentioned in What Happens, because I can't go through every single moment of the story, but there is a Colonel Faraday, who is a replacement for Brigadier Lethbridge Stewart. He is, though, a very poor replacement for our Brigadier. Though, on the other hand, we find out he's a robot, so I suppose we could excuse him, although that robot was based on the real Colonel The reason that we do not have our Brigadier in this story and instead we have Colonel Faraday played by actor Patrick Newell is because that character was written in because Nicholas Courtney was unavailable. I don't know. Maybe he was on holiday or on a yacht or I don't know. My research didn't go that far. Another thing, that Kral scientist, Stygron. Is a gloating sadist. We have a lot of bad guys in Doctor Who, but Stygron is really a nasty piece of work. And we see an example of that when he leaves the Doctor tied to the village war memorial with a matter disintegration bomb. Anyway, he's going to kill the population of the Earth using his biological weapons, so he, yeah, he really is a nasty piece of work. Bad, Spygron, Bad. Harry. Harry is back, both in robotic and real form, though his role in the story is pretty minimal, which is a pity. As much as Harry, as a companion of the Doctor, annoyed the hell out of me, I miss Harry. In conclusion, here's my verdict. I think it's a very watchable story, It's very science fiction-y, the action is non-stop, so there's no real chance to get bored, as I sometimes do on the stories with more episodes, especially the six-parters. Man, they stretch! This does no stretching at all, it is lean, it is mean, but then it was a script written by Terry Nation, so of course it was good. Oddly enough, in my minimal research, I did find something, and that is a review by the Radio Times' Mark Braxton. He called it a, quote, limp effort from Dalek creator Terry Nation. And what I have to say to that is, mate, not everything can be about Daleks. And finally... When the Doctor persuades Sarah right at the end to let him take her home in the TARDIS rather than a cab, you would have thought, after the way that TARDIS has been taking them to exactly the wrong place for so long now, she'd have learned a lesson, but she doesn't, and she gladly goes with him. One suspects that she knows that something's going to go wrong but doesn't care because she just enjoys the adventures. Thus ends what I thought of the android invasion. Let's move on to some trivia. The filming took place in Oxfordshire, including the real village of East Hagbourne, which stood in for the fictional village of Devesham. There is much talk of radiation during this story. It's one of the clues that makes the Doctor suspect that they are not on Earth, I think now. And I just watched it today, I can already not remember. But I know that radiation was important to the storyline. Coincidentally, the premises used to stand in for the Space Defence Station was, in reality, a real-world Radiation Protection Division. I think some part of the government? That was in Didcot, also in Oxfordshire, and also where my late uncle used to live. And that is it. You would not believe the amount of effort it took to produce this episode. <laughs> it Sounds like it just rolled right off. Water off the duck's back. Now I'm turning into Boris Johnson's it. Um, okay. I do have absolutely nothing to tell you in the after-show section, other than I am going to gratefully collapse into a nearby sofa and may not get up for some time. Which is what I'd like to do, but I've just remembered I need to edit this podcast and get it out by tomorrow. Hopefully in the morning, but that will be pushing it, although I will try. This wonderful show is produced, presented and edited by me, Roy Martha. Sorry about that. A writer. Martha is spelt M-A-T-H-U-R. Yes, I'm going to repeat that every single week until... The end of time. You can find more about me or get in touch at RoyMartha.com. If you want to help, please review and rate the show on whatever platform you listen, though it is particularly beneficial to me for you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Please recommend this show to a friend or an enemy. You were listening to Captain Roy's Rocket Radio Show, Crash, the UK podcast for the Culture Geek Technology Nerd and Creative Wizard. Yes, it is unnecessary for me to repeat that every week, but OCD. This was episode 347, recorded on Tuesday the 8th of December 2020, one day later than it should have been taped. And the time at the end of the show is... is is 23 17 35 thanks for listening and bye bye for now bye oh my god my back is killing me